Somebody's got their thing Asia. open. And everywhere Somebody else. Somebody's got their phone open in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Vivek. Vivek, that's that's your phone, Vivek. I'm not able to mute you. Vivek. Alright, perfect. <laughs> Go ahead, Elon. Um, sorry about that. So, um. Welcome to Election PP Makers, your guide to winning and losing urine on political outcomes and current events. We have huge news in the world of PP piss and urine. Vivek Ramaswamy, the famous rapper, was invited to participate in a very elite conversation on Twitter with Elon Musk, Alex Jones, Andrew Tate, uh, Matt Gates, and all of John Kimball's other favorite thought leaders and free thinkers. During the conversation, a liquid flowing was heard, a very powerful, powerful, strong stream was heard. People were wondering, are we being recorded in a barrel as we go over the top of the Niagara Falls? No, it turns out the Vivek Ramaswamy was urinating into the toity, but he had forgotten to mute his telephone. So the many tens of thousands of people who were enjoying this conversation got a little bonus content. Vivek Ramaswamy. John, Christmas came early this year. We've been praying for the release of the P-tape for years. And we got a P-tape. Now, it wasn't a P-tape that was recorded in a Moscow hotel room. Instead, it was a more modest domestic P-tape. But I'll take what I can get. It's been a rough year. I'll take whatever P-tape they have. I'll take it. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you, Santa Claus, for this wild, wet, yellow Christmas. Don't eat the yellow <laughs> snow. Because that's snow that a dog is peed on. Remember that old remember that old yeah. saw? Yeah, yeah. Remember when people used to say saw when they meant like no advice? Remember that old no. saw? People used to call it no. a saw. It was a very no. interesting nope. time in the past. Nobody said that. The past is our... filled with mysteries, and Vivek's that... <laughs> toilet is filled with foamy yellow liquid. Unbelievable. Man. And if you listen to the tape, it sounds like the person who identified the source of the sound was Alex Jones. He would know. He would know because he lives a piss-based lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, let me ask you. You are a, yes. a famous Twitter enthusiast. How stoked are you that Alex Jones is right. back on your favorite social media platform? It's not great. It puts a lot – a lot of uh, – I mean, it doesn't affect me in any way. I immediately went in and blocked him. But it affects me in that it puts more pressure on me to fall in line. You're feeling like Joe Biden when it comes to Israel and Hamas right now. The pressure is building. Oh, is that how Biden doesn't actually feel that seem that Biden's feeling any pressure at all? They veto the U.N. resolution about the ceasefire and then they bypass Congress to sell an um, emergency military supplies to Israel. The youth are turning on Joe Biden for his unconditional support of Israel. And Biden is leaning into it. Yeah, leaning into it. It's kind of like you. You and Biden are kind of like simpatico exactly. at this point. Taking unpopular stands because you are both nostalgic for an entity that no longer exists. Biden refuses to recognize that Israel is not the young upstart of the mid-20th century. Right. And you refuse to admit that your favorite social media platform is now a explicitly and deliberately uh, a neo-Nazi white supremacist breeding ground. I admit it. I'm just not willing to do anything about it. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not... Biden has gone out, I guess, last night he was... They had a, a reception for Hanukkah at the White House... And he explicitly came out and said that uh, no apologies. He's a Zionist. And um, 
Yeah. He said, I ran into trouble and criticism when I said a few years ago that you don't have to be Jewish to be a Zionist. And I am a Zionist. Incredible. I'm like, it is incredible. Maybe when he loses the election in 2024, he can become the new president of Penn State or whatever the the university yeah, where the people got fired because they walked into Elise Stefanik's uh, little trap during those congressional yeah, hearings about- it was uh, Liz um, McGill at uh, Penn, not Penn State. Penn, Pennsylvania is one of those places where you've got the University of Pennsylvania, but it's not the flagship state university. Yeah, that's fucking crazy, bro. Right? So there's another state like that too. But I think there's only two states that are like that. So what's the other state? The other state is Ohio University. Ohio University is not the flagship? No. Ohio University is a private school. <gasps> the, tell me, the Oberl- Ohio tell state me Oberlin College is the flagship university that's of Ohio. It. Yeah, that's that it. That would be that's so it. incredible. But I think, I think it's only Ohio and Pennsylvania where they have that little Wait, so what's the, what's the flagship school in Ohio? The Ohio State University. Wait, but now I'm confused. All right, let's just slow down. I got too much okay. piss on my brain. Um, I, think, I thought you said Ohio State University. Wait, is there a difference between Ohio Uni- the University of Ohio and Ohio State University? Yeah. No fucking way, bro. Are you yeah. serious? Ohio University is a, a private school, just like the University of Pennsylvania is oh, a private school. Oh, I see. Okay. I can see clearly now the piss is gone. You know that yeah. song? I. Uh, yeah, I Yeah. So last week the PP King Vivek Ramaswamy joined some other Republican uh wannabes also rans on the debate stage for I guess what was supposed to be the final Republican debate of the year or of the election? Uh was this the one that was at Fox? No, it was on something called News Nation that I had never heard of. News Nation broadcast the debate. Chris Cuomo Disgraced former MSNBC superstar was leading the team of ana- of analysts, analysts, analyzers. Why is he disgraced again? I forgot. Because his brother was the governor of New York. And when the governor of New York was accused of all sorts of misconduct, Chris Cuomo was trying to shape coverage at MSNBC and, and talking to his brother um, behind the scenes about uh, right. coverage and stuff like that. Right. That's my okay. memory of the disgraced Cuomo brothers. No, you're right. You're right. So I was thinking it was me too, but it was his, it was the brother that was being me too Yes. The governor. The governor. Um, yeah. Okay. So Chris Cuomo, he works for News Nation now. I guess so. Which is just a website, I assume. Uh, I think it's a real TV channel. No? Yeah, it's a subscription television network owned by Nexstar Media. Mm, Nexstar. Known for most of its history as a superstation, WGN. Oh, it was <gasps> Superstation WGN, I which was originally, WGN. I believe, owned by the Chicago Tribune. WGN standing for World's Greatest Newspaper. Yep. Um, That's very tough. So they renamed themselves to News Nation. Do you right. remember Sean Spicer? Trump's former press secretary? Yes. His analysis of the debate afterwards was, the big winner tonight is News Nation. That's awesome. It might have been true, too. Yeah, News Nation is now, a, is, now a household, is now a household phrase. Everybody's tuning into News Nation to see what's going on. Um, 
You wanted to talk about something that Nikki Haley said. Yes. Uh, this is about my my problematic fave, which is a Chinese social media company called TikTok that is the world's greatest entertainment platform. Okay. I apologize for not having the direct quote in front of me, but I, I am – I think I'm going to get this right. N Nikki Haley came out and said that um, anybody who spends time on TikTok, it's been proven that the longer they spend time on TikTok, that they are 17 percent more likely to become anti-Semitic in their views. I think the numbers were super specific. I think she said for every 30 minutes you're on TikTok. Oh it was definitely 17 percent. Yeah. And if you become 17 percent more anti-Semitic. Do you think that's true? If that's true, I am the world's hugest anti-Semite. Because I've definitely spent more than 30 minutes on TikTok. Okay. It's got to be based on an actual, some kind of study, right? I assume so, but who knows? I kind of feel like you and I are the only people left on this earth who are dedicated to telling the truth. Everyone else seems to just be kind of lying some of the time. You know mm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. You ever feel like you can't trust anybody? Yeah. Right? I, I get that. There's yeah, a lot of BS, which stands for bullshit, friends floating around. But Haley doesn't seem that – she doesn't uh, code that way, as mm. they say, as somebody – As who, a bullshitter? As a bullshitter to me. And that's why that stuck out to me because it seemed so crazy. Because the numbers are so specific. Right. You were like, this has to be – yeah, because when you hear something and it has like a bunch of decimal points or funky, funky numbers, you think that's got to be true. Because who would make up these crazy numbers? 17%? Right. Anything that's labeled as 17% this or that makes you more or less 17%. You're going to be like, yeah, I believe that. Because who would ever say 17% if they didn't read it in the most prestigious scientific article ever written? Right. 17%. Nothing has ever been 17% before. What the fuck? It's either 15% or 20%. No, I think 17% is great. If I were making up a stat- That's what I'm saying though. Yeah, right. 17% sounds great. Yeah, it does because it's so specific. It would be like me being like, yeah, there's a three- That's probably going to happen 3.6 more times than you thought it would. 3.6 sounded very scientific. You'd be like, yeah. yeah, you're probably right. You'd be so scared. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I believe her. 17% more anti-Semitic. So they're they're running down my favorite social media platform, TikTok, on the debate stage. Then they cut to a commercial. So wait a minute. Can we just say, does that mean that her daughter is 17%? Oh, that's right. Because wasn't there a debate where Vivek dinged her for criticizing yeah. TikTok when her own daughter was on TikTok? And yeah, and she said, "Keep keep my daughter's name out of your voice." Oh, that. <laughs> Leave my Before daughter out of your voice. Adult daughter. The next generation of Americans are using it, and that's actually the point. You have her supporters crapping her up. That's fine. Here's the truth. You're just the easy scum. answer is. As good and legit as that 17 percent line was, when she said, "Keep my daughter's name out of your voice," mm -hmm. that was that was not good. Mm. She should have said, keep 17% of my daughter out of 100% of your voice. Got to have those statistics. Mm, keep 17% right. of my daughter out yeah. of 98.3% of your voice. That would really nail it down because that's so Okay, so technical. what happened here? What, what she said that- So she's then... running down TikTok all night. And meanwhile, when they cut to a commercial, TikTok commercial, the best commercial ever. 
TikTok knows what's up because TikTok's commercial is based around a TikTok personality I'd never heard of, a gentleman whose account is called Patriotic Kenny. So you know there's going to be some American flags in his videos. Patriotic Kenny apparently is a, a TikTok guy who has gone viral, senior citizen military vet, who I guess his daughter manages his TikTok account, and they got into a thing where they're raising a bunch of money for like um, mobility scooters to, to give to veterans for free. Uh, and they were talking about how great TikTok is, and it's such a wonderful platform. And there's like a thousand, this dude's walker, or this dude's like, um, he has like a rascal scooter covered in American yeah. flags. Looks like the day okay. after 9-11 in every yeah. single shot of his videos. And TikTok is very obviously like, yeah, they're going to come for us during this debate. We're going to do some counter-programming. We're going to show yeah. you the most patriotic person who's ever lived, Patriotic Kenny. That's pretty smart. I'm Patriotic Kenny. And hi, I'm Amanda. Kenny's the content, and I'm the creator from Patriotic Kenny on TikTok. Can I say something? I didn't know nothing about TikTok. And once I got involved with TikTok, I loved it. The battle lines are drawn. Nikki Haley versus TikTok. My money's on TikTok. The anti-Semitic thing, I don't know, because I've curated my TikTok feed so I get almost no politics, except for a couple friends I follow who are who are political. I'm not seeing the anti-Semitic stuff on TikTok. Yeah, nor am I. I'm keeping it street, you know, streetwear, fashion, all that kind, and good old-fashioned comedy. But I guess it's happening. I mean, social media radicalizes people, right? 17% of all people are radicalized on social media 2,000% of the time. The numbers. I'm trying to look up. Sorry. My TikTok is, um, it's just all cops acting bad. Oh, right. Yeah. You're so in, it's totally you're radical. You're an ACAB TikTok, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. It's all, it's all ACAB type stuff for me. Um, Where some is guy great. is... <laughs> Where some guy's never like, I'm on... not rolling down my window. Right. It's not, I don't have to. Some guy stand, spends all day standing in the police station parking lot filming the police building. And then when a cop comes out, he's like, I don't have to answer yeah. your questions. I pay for this yeah. parking lot. Tell me exactly. your badge number. Tell me your badge number. Exactly. I will not comply. This is not illegal. And then, and then the police officer's like, look, sir, I'm not, You're no, you're not breaking the law. I'm just, we're just, you know, people are, this. they're. I'm just asking maybe what you're doing or maybe you could move along. I'm exercising my First guy. Amendment rights to film you. Also, how much have you had to drink today to the officer? Yeah. <laughs> then the officer likes that. Where where are you coming from? Yeah, the officer likes that yeah. when they do that. I, I, I hate it, but I kind of love it. I'm telling you, man. But I would never do it. Yeah. Yeah, don't don't do it. Those videos are where I kind of want to flip around and become like a total thin blue line guy because the people who do that are so yeah. obnoxious. It's obviously I different, know. a sort of obnoxious than just beating people to death with no repercussions. But I don't know, man. Yeah. Sometimes I think the world needs healing. Can I say that? Yeah. Sometimes I think this world needs healing, profound healing. The healing waters of Vivek Ramaswamy. PP time. Turning now to our predicted portfolios, Donald Trump in the GOP uh, presidential nomination leads the field at 78 cents. Nikki Haley's at 17 cents. Ron DeSantis, little movement here. He's up a penny to eight cents. Yeah. But I think that Ron, I think Ron DeSantis's time has come and gone. And so you're on the Haley train now? Yeah. I mean, I hate to say it. Um, but I think Haley is fulfilling the role that I had once imagined for my dear, um, dearly departed Tim Scott, who's currently trading, yes, at one penny per share. 
Nikki Haley is going to be everyone's second choice. I didn't think it would be her, but I think it is. Although Iowa's, I mean, Donald Trump is crushing everyone in the polls in Iowa. Yeah, but he doesn't really have a ground game in Iowa. Yeah, it's going to matter. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Haley's probably got a really good ground game. She's going to make it up. No. I actually think buying Haley at 17 cents, yes, might actually be a good price. Why not wait until she gets to seven cents? Do you think she'll go down before she goes up? I'm still assuming Trump is going to get arrested and there'll be a dip. When he's arrested. Okay. Maybe not. Maybe predicted is so thoroughly is so, so thoroughly populated by MAGA people that there'll never be a dip. I honestly don't know. I kind of. How do you know? Well. <sighs> Yeah. You sound like you were about to ask a really important, heavy question. How, how the hell are we supposed to know any of this stuff? <sighs> Finally, someone says it. You know what I mean? Like, if you go back and listen to the tape of us in 2016 or 2020, uh-huh. we're pretty confident about knowing what was going to happen. And uh, we were definitely wrong mm-hmm. one time. And, and the other time, we were right. Mm. So, yeah, now I'm just completely unwilling to say anything. You want to keep your mouth shut for the rest of the podcast? I'm just saying I don't know what's going to happen with this thing. I don't. I mean, it's obvious that Trump's going to be the nominee. I can't believe that. I'm going to lose so much money if that's true. Tell me that can't be true. How can it not be true? Something can fall on him. What is going to change for him? Convictions. Why would that make any difference? Because because something would happen. Something crazy would happen. It's the same thing with Biden. Nothing is going to happen unless Biden makes the decision to pull out. Nothing is going to happen. Even if you opened it up, nobody is going to beat him. It has to be Trump-Biden again. The nation demands a rematch. <sighs> This next year is going to suck. 2024. You think it's going to be a bad one? Yes. Oh, man. Don't tell me that. 2023 was kind of rough. You think 2024 is going to be one of the worst? Well, let's not jinx it, but let's just analyze it, okay? Is 2024 going to be one of the most distressing years of our lives, you think? Yes. What if it turns out to be great? But what if it turns out to be really great? It can't be great. It, It doesn't... As long as Trump is the nominee and, and is running, it's going to be bad for everyone. Even if Trump loses, mm. it's just bad. It's just, in my opinion, it is bad. It's just bad news somebody, when, he's, when he's in the mix. Yeah, somebody that toxic to be leading their, you know, a, a national party. Right. Like, I mean, although I guess if Vivek were the nominee, that would still, that'd be bad too. Yeah, but it would be less bad because- it kind of would be. Well, I don't know why, but it would be. Because Vivek I mean, would just I, be spraying piss everywhere and urinating on everything, and you know, like it would just be. It would be a different vibe. It'd be more of like a like a pee pee vibe. Do you know what I mean? You know, Vivek is the future, right? Mm. Not Vivek himself, but his the type Vivek archetype is everybody in the future. Is gonna be. It's gonna be a choice between a bunch of Vivek's. This is interesting. So explore this a little. What do you mean by that? Why everyone's gonna be a Vivek? Guys that are have just come out of like you know 
4chan or, or they're extremely online. When Madison Cawthorn was elected in North Carolina, Alex Perrine wrote a piece that said, this is the future of the Republican Party. Permanent troll mode, no interest in legislating. Madison Cawthorn, of course, was booted. No one talks about Madison Cawthorn anymore, tragically, because he was a great all-American kid. Um, right. Maybe Vivek now will be the future of the Republican Party. Internet culture, raised on the internet, Silicon Valley, VC money, hedge fund shit I don't understand type of money, being obnoxious, letting the urine flow out of his cock in, in every, <laughs> every opportunity, I, right? All right. Yeah. Um, coming out of his bladder through his urethra and exiting the head of his penis into a toilet, right? I mean, that could really be the future of the of right-wing politics. Yeah. Hobnobbing with Alex Jones, Andrew Tate, Elon Musk, the bad boys. I mean, right? Yeah. The bad boys. Yeah, maybe 2024 is going to suck. Oh, I don't want to yeah, admit that yet. Let me have I a think little the, I think the economy is going to improve some in 2024. Oh, here we go. A little Which economic analysis. Biden. Hmm. Go on. Uh, well, that's pretty much it. All things know? considered that's in full effect. I think it will be that simple. I think the economy will start to rebound. I think somebody said, somebody said this the other day on X. Uh-huh. And um, it seemed like a pretty good point. They were saying that you know, the vibes on the economy are really bad, but all the data on the economy shows that it's pretty good. So the vibes are like this, but the data is like this. That's right. So this person surmised that perhaps it is just a lot of people that haven't gotten their year in cost of living raises mm. so that the economy's doing better, uh -huh. but they're still paying all these really high prices, but they're, they just haven't gotten their, uh, that doesn't make sense. I thought that kind of made sense When's to the last time you heard a news article that was published at the end of the year where everyone was surprised at how huge their raise was? I don't know. I don't think it usually happens that way. The C-suite the always are happy with their raises. Usually they get a huge bonus or something, right? But I don't know about don't people regular... get a cost of living raise or like an inflation raise. I don't, or something. Know. I don't know. I, don't, I, I haven't, haven't had a job in twenty years. years. I don't know what the fuck all those I people know. do. Same with me, and I have no idea if I even got a raise. Oh God! See, guys, we try to pretend like we're salt of the earth, hard scrabble, blue collar Americans living paycheck to paycheck. But the fact is that John and I don't really work traditional jobs. Yeah, we're both self-employed, which brings its own delights and pleasures and stabilities, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it brings a lot. But we of don't stability. have anyone who gives us a cost of living raise or anything like that. We kind of just do our thing and hope someone gives us a little money every once in a while to buy my beans. I had a dream last night about that bus drivers were getting paid like $150,000 a year. And then I think that that's probably not a dream. I think that's probably true. And then I was like, what am I doing? I know why you dreamt that because in Chapel Hill, they have a bunch of signs out about hiring school bus drivers. And I think the rates are good. Is it $150,000? I don't think it's $150,000 a year. Dude, I got to get a job. Why don't you get a job? Do it. I dare you. In 2024, it'll make your life better. You have too much unstructured time. It brings you anxiety. If you had a job that really grounded you, especially a job where you felt like you were offering your strengths to a greater good, 
or helping people. Like driving a bus and having kids screaming in my ear all No, you're actually that, the worst possible person to be a bus driver. Yeah. A school bus driver. You could be a regular bus driver because regular buses are pretty quiet these days because everyone's got their headphones in watching their TikTok videos about patriotic right. Kenny. What about if I work for the postal service? Fuck yeah. I like posting. Yeah. King, you're the king of the posts. Yeah, why don't you get a job as a mail carrier? Do you follow that famous mail carrier on TikTok who has the grill and loves the Bengals? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. He's a, he's a mail carrier who's gone viral on TikTok. He's really charming. I wonder if we still have our mail carrier. Let me, let me ask a question to yeah, all of Yeah, we have who, a mail carrier listener We have multiple mail Richmond. carriers over the years. Who've, multiple? Yeah, who've written in. This is a question to all the mail carriers who listen to our podcast election PP makers. Do you guys know the mailman who went viral on TikTok? Let me know. Contact at electionprofitmakers.com. What do you guys think of him being the public face of the U.S. Postal Service on TikTok? And also, what do you guys think about if I could get a job? I bet you can't. I bet they'd be like, yeah, Yeah, the line's out the door because those are good jobs, good government jobs. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, yeah, you could get a job taking out the trash. Well, what if you got a job as a rodeo clown? Uh, How much does it pay? Mm, you probably get paid in corn on the cob or something. You know, it's probably okay. Is that nice? Yeah, that's nice. That's a good stereotype. All right, let's get back to the debate. We got a dispatch. This is this is very very good intel. A listener went to the debate. I'm going to read this dispatch. I don't know if I should say the listener's name. Let's just call this listener. Mystery Joe. How about that? Mystery Joe writes in, hi, guys. I go to the University of Alabama, and I was actually at the recent presidential debate for the GOP in Tuscaloosa. It was the first in history for Alabama. I thought it may interest you both to know, this is some good stuff, John, that the microphones of Ron DeSantis and Vivek Ramaswamy were malfunctioning in-house early in the debate. DeSantis's mic was also messed up for the first few seconds of the broadcast. It might not be noise music, but the synergy of distorted sounds and presidential politics brought the world-famous podcast Election Profit Makers to mind. That's us. Maybe they were sending us a secret message. Could that be true? Could News Nation be reaching out to us in a coded back channel like they do on the Bureau? Uh, Let's hope so. Maybe. DeSantis's uh, audio was fixed immediately on air, but it was distorted in-house for the first 20 minutes of the debate. What? I've attached a brief clip I took of Ron's audio in-house, as well as a clip of Nikki Haley's angelic audio for reference. You can imagine the experience of hearing these two voices going back and forth with each other. I got a kick out of it because there was something poetic about the contrast. Yeah, it sounds terrible. Sounds like someone ran a fuzz uh, fuzz effect on it, maybe. Mystery Joe continues, I also somehow found myself at a GOP after party. And it was here that I discovered that this debate was apparently masterminded by a 17-year-old named... This this is a... Is this a real name? Brylin. Brylin Hollyhand? Yeah. Will you Google that name while I continue reading and we can yeah, confirm this isn't like somebody from Gryffindor Alabama or... or um, Harry Potter land. He gave a speech at the after party and the chairman of the state GOP was singing his praises throughout the evening, crediting for his hand in organizing this debate. His holly hand, if you will. Everything I could gather at this party suggested that Brylin Hollyhand is one of the most influential people in the state GOP. He threw together this after party on 48 hours notice 
and he had the state chair, the national committee woman, and the state attorney general all turn out. He also claimed that three of the presidential candidates would be making an appearance, but as far as I know, none of them did. This guy was making the media rounds all over the place. You can look through his Twitter feed and get a feel for him. I'm not even sure what conclusion to draw here. He's just a very curious figure. 17-year-old editor-in-chief of The Truth Gazette. Other miscellaneous things I noticed, Mystery Joe continues. Vivek spits a lot when he talks. They had to wipe... (laughs) This better be true, Mystery Joe. This better be true. They had to wipe his podium down during every commercial break. After the debate was over, I was on the stage for a moment, and I heard the maintenance guys joking about it. Quote, yeah, we had a sprayer down here. Okay. Between this... He's a sprayer. Between this and his P-tape, I think Vivek has something going on with... um, extruding liquids in a, in public situations. Could that be true? I bet that's a yeah, thing. Yeah, it, sound, it sounds like it. Mystery Joe continues, I also buy into the theory that Ron DeSantis wears lifts in his cowboy boots. We all agreed that his knees were too high on his leg when he walked. His fidgeting is also even stranger to witness up close in person. I've never seen anyone who behaves quite like that. Finally, there was shockingly little chit-chat among the candidates during commercial breaks. Chris Christie usually went off to talk with his wife in the audience or to pester the moderators to ask him more questions. Oh, The other candidates pretty much just stood there or wandered off stage. No shooting the breeze, no flapping the gums, nothing. It was sad. Anyway, roll tide. Ask John if he likes my domain. This mystery listener sent his actual name and his actual domain name. Yeah, I won't say say what it is. But yeah, I like I love the domain. Okay, thumbs it's up good. on the domain, Mystery Joe. Yeah. It's, it's mysteryjoe.piss. That's the domain. Mm. So that's an inside account of the GOP debate at Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Thank you, Mystery Joe. Yeah, Mystery Joe must have been pretty close if he could hear the the tech people saying. Well, he said he went up on stage afterwards. Oh. He probably went up to grab the set list. They- Uh Or to look at Ron DeSantis's pedal board, see how he made that amazing fuzz effect during the opening part of the debate. (laughs) Right. Because, you know, like nerds, when they go to a a pedal nerds, if they go to a show, they'll go up to the front of the house and take a photo of the guitar player's uh, pedal board so they can look at it later. Uh, And then they post it on Reddit on the guitar pedal, um, guitar pedal Reddit threads like, hey, man, I just saw so and so. Here's their pedal setup. Oh, interesting. I see they're playing the. uh, the uh, blah, blah, blah pedal. He used to play the blah, blah, blah pedal, like that kind of stuff. Give me a like break. Like what pedal? You're, give, give me a specific example. Oh, uh, like, oh, I thought he played a uh, Big Muff fuzz. Now he's using the uh, ZVEX fuzz factory. That's interesting. It'll give him a lot more um, parameters to play with, but it is a more of a chaotic pedal. Hmm. Maybe that accounts for their new wild sounding guitar solos. Shit like that. God damn it. Maybe 2024 is So do they comment on the, on the specific hardware or do they comment on how it's like set up on the board? They're like, yeah, I like how he has it. Oh, right. Well, John, that's <laughs> a good job. That's, I'm in. so happy. Maybe 2024 is yeah. going to be a great year because that's a great yeah, question. Or do they say, I don't like how tight he has it or I like. Well, uh, it could be that, but it could also be like, did you notice that he put his fuzz before his overdrive? That's not usually how it's done. Like that kind of thing. And then someone else in the comments will be like, you can downvote me all you want, but I think that's the way to arrange a fuzz in an overdrive. It gives you something unusual and then you can play some shredding hot riffs, stuff like that. People go really crazy for their interests. I've discovered that. So is it always on a piece of wood? John, another wonderful question. Okay. Well, a pedal board can also be uh, made out of lightweight metal, I guess, like carbon or something, because a lot of times they have to be checked on airline baggage, you know, so you don't want it to be super heavy. Okay. 
And so usually what you do is you put a bunch of Velcro on the bottom of your pedals, and then you can attach them and rearrange them on the Velcro strips that you've arrayed on your pedal board. Oh, so they're not screwed on. No. No, they're usually removable. They're modular, so you can swap out one pedal and put on a different pedal, you know, depending uh, on the gig. Okay. Or you can Does, switch uh, the it, order of pedals. If it is uh, wood, is it ever pa- painted? Hmm. I don't see any reason why it couldn't be painted. All right, but you've never seen one. Painted. I've never seen... Well, I think I knew somebody who had a wooden pedal board that was painted black. Okay. Yeah. But I've never seen think. a pedal board that's painted in like a fun color. I'm sure they exist, but I've never I've never seen that. What about one that has like carpet on it? Hmm. Have I ever seen a pedal board that has carpet on it? No, I can't say that I have because I'm not sure what purpose the carpet would serve. Well, so you wouldn't like cut yourself on the um, mm. the edge of the board, maybe. No, I've never seen that. That's a good idea. Carpeted pedal okay. board. Yeah. I mean, Just Velcro is a little like carpet, right? It's a semi-abrasive yeah. textured surface that usually covers a horizontal uh, mm. planar surface. And as I mentioned, there is a lot of Velcro on pedal boards. But no, I can't say I've ever seen carpet. Are you doing all this because we got that email from a listener saying David needs to talk about pedals as much as John talks about football? No. Oh, well, that listener... Whoever they are, I hope they're loving this. I hope they're truly appreciating this conversation. Okay. Ask me another question about pedals or pedal boards, John. I'm truly feeling uh, good right now. You've lifted my spirits. I, I really am sort of interested in the spacing of how uh, dense the pedals are. Um, if if do you have is there a chance for any type of interference if the pedals are kind of touching one another, or do you want to keep them? A certain distance? No, I think you want on a pedal board, if you know your situation and you know exactly how you want your pedals to be arranged, right? In terms of um, ergonomics and then also in terms of the signal signal chain, like first I want to go through a boost and then I want it to go through a delay and then I want it to go through a reverb or something like that. Right, right. You can, there's no reason not to put them super duper close together. And they sell little patch cables that are like an inch long. They actually sell connectors that have no cable, no flexible cable at all. It's just two jacks and you can put the pedal like right up against each other, like a metropolitan oh. housing lot, right? Where there's no side yard at all. There's yeah. no space. It's truly building to building, if that makes sense. High density. You would love it. You would love a dense, yeah, a dense pedal board. Yeah. So, and also for people who are truly space conscious, they also sell mini pedals. Now that now that now with digital technology, you can make everything so small. Now they sell pedals that are suit. They're called minis, and their their footprint is much smaller than a traditional, let's say, boss sized pedal. Uh-huh. And you can have a bunch of mini pedals. But I I can't what, stand mini pedals because. They're too small, and I, I'm so fucking old, I can't read what's written on them. Okay. Well, what about a double-decker uh, pedal board? A double-decker pedal board? I've never seen that. I mean, they usually have multiple rows, like two or three rows of pedals. And I guess but, they're but sloped. They're sometimes the same they're level. Sl- No, sometimes they're sloped. It's like a theater seating. Because yeah, when see, you, that's what I would want. I would want those back ones to be raised. They have up to be, so bit. that when you turn them on with your foot, you're not simultaneously smashing other pedals that are closer to you. Okay, so your pedal board is on the ground. Yeah, where do you think it usually. was? I don't know. We when we did our noise thing the other day, all the pedals and whatever noise stuff was up on. It's because I don't have a pedal board. I'm too loosey goosey. Uh, 
Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't want to be constrained. I don't want to be locked in like that. You know, I got to be free, John. I'm like the wind. Okay. Mm -hmm. You can't put the wind in a cage and you can't put my pedals in a cage. I need ultimate flexibility. I need messy cables running every which way. I need chaos. Okay. You need chaos. John, it's only in the chaos that I can feel sane. Isn't that interesting? I'm not like the other guys, you know? That is interesting. That is profound. You are afraid of going to jail. I'm afraid of being in a prison in my mind. What do you think about that? <laughs> See, that's the difference, right? Yeah. They say jail is they say jail is something that's bad. I say society is a jail. See? Yeah. I got to start writing my memoirs. I've got to start writing my memoirs. Um All right. Okay. That was a wonderful sidetrack. I hope everybody enjoyed that. Yeah, I hope they did too. We were why we were to, Oh, cuz Ron DeSantis's pedal board. People were coming up to take photos of his pedal board. Mhm. And now it's time for another UNC football update. All right, get ready, everyone. It's going to be a long one. No. Uh, Drake May and Tez Walker have declared for the NFL draft and will be opting out of the bowl game in Charlotte. And what? The, yeah, that's what I mean. You know, these you bowl can games do that. Are, that's so lame. Yeah. And, and it's just not worth playing in this bowl game and getting hurt. If you could potentially oh, be making millions of dollars. So now if this bowl game was for something, if this were for the playoffs, for a chance to win the national championship, you, players don't generally opt out. Isn't this but the Duke's just, Mayo Bowl? This is like a mayonnaise themed bowl. It's like one of the few condiment themed sporting events we have. Yeah, I think it's the only. That means um, nothing to them? No, it, do, it doesn't. And it should. Oh. So they're out. And um, the... Gamblers, Vegas has taken note, and West Virginia is now favored in this game by five and a half points, which was always going to be the case. So, whether Drake or Tess played. All right, that's the end of that. When When is this mayonnaise bowl? I'm going to watch this because I like mayonnaise. It's my favorite condiment. I put it I on everything. Know. When is it? You don't even know? Probably. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Could it be happening right now? Duke's Mayo Bowl. Let me look it up. Duke's Mayo. Oh, Duke's Mayo. It's got twang. Duke's Mayo Bowl. I would love a Duke's Mayo Bowl. A whole bowl just filled with mayonnaise. I would go. Okay. It's at um, December 27th. Oh, it's not until after. Okay. I'm going to watch this game. I'm going to watch this game. I'm going to support the mayonnaise bowl. You know what would be funny is if they called it the Duke's Mayo Jar. If they were allowed to change the name of their bowl to being a jar, uh, that would be really good, right? Yeah. <laughs> They're playing in the Duke's Mayo jar. Well, that's got to be a pretty big jar, right? Because yeah. two football teams <laughs> playing a football game, a pretty small jar. It'd have to be 100 yards wide. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually the football field's 120 yards. No, it's not. Hollywood update. I saw a great movie in the movie theater. It's called Godzilla Minus One, and it was absolutely terrific. I gave it my highest recommendation, and the soundtrack was was exceptional. The music was exceptional. So that's my big Hollywood recommendation this week. It's called Godzilla Minus One. It was a lot of fun. It was really good. Do you like Godzilla movies, John? You know, you know who Godzilla is, right? You must. Yeah, I've only seen one, and I walked out of it. It's the only movie I have ever walked out of. 1997 Godzilla. Really? New York City. I was just like, this is horrible. Wow. I don't remember that one. So Okay. Yeah. It's got it. Yeah. I think if you look it up, I think it really was horrible. Okay. 
Good to know. We need to address something that happened on last week's episode, which I knew was going to be a problem. And no, I'm not talking about us uh, talking about Israel and Hamas. Uh, I'm talking about when we started talking about double nickels on the dime. Uh Uh-huh. Do you remember this? Yeah. And you started talking about it and you started talking about San Pedro. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I started talking about San Pedro, too, after you mentioned that. And a, a number of people have written in that said, love the show. One guy one guy writes in off Twitter, X, and says, love the show dearly, so I truly hate to be that guy. Sending a tweet just to say it's pronounced San Pedro. Right. Please forgive me. And I knew that. Well, I'm sure Vivek you- Ramaswamy pronounces it San Pedro. And I know Mike Watt pronounces it as Pedro. And isn't Mike Watt somebody who you would trust? I guess he probably knows more about Pedro than I do. But when I see it, but I when just, you said Pedro last week, I was like, I know, and I felt uh, weird. Every I just time- tried to follow. I tried to follow your lead because you live in L.A. now. So I was like, I guess it's Pedro. Maybe, now? yeah. I mean, it feels like it should be. I should have just yeah. It's um you know those two different theories about language like what is it like prescriptive or descriptive like do you pronounce the word quote unquote correctly or do you pronounce it the way everybody pronounces it? No, you pronounce it the way everyone. Right. So it's San Pedro, it. and I'm I apologize to everybody for being a little for trying to change the course of the English language and say San Pedro or whatever. I should have acknowledged the history, especially because we were talking about Watt, and he pronounces it as San Pedro. Yes. So there you go. Okay. All right. Well, that was that was um, mortifying. But, you know, live and learn, <laughs> right? I'd rather yeah, be free in a world of chaos than trapped in a prison of my own mind. Mediocrity. We got an email from listener Sarah. On your most recent episode, you were asking about the sexiest state mottos. I'm not from Missouri, but I do think the show me state is a good one. Unfortunately, my home state of Washington is the fairly boring evergreen state, and my home of the last 16 years, Washington, D.C., is actually not a state. As you know, (laughs) we're trying very hard to change that. So if D.C. does become a state, I'd love your thoughts on an even sexier state motto for us to adopt. Because of our proximity, we're pretty competitive with Virginia, and I think we can outdo being for lovers fairly easily. Right. She's referencing that if Virginia's motto is Virginia is for lovers and D.C. is right next door and highly competitive, can they one up Virginia is for lovers? I think it's got to be D.C. is for pissers. It's for piss lovers. (laughs) That would be so insane. No. That'll never happen. Let's be serious. That'll never happen. Don't do that. Seriously. Okay. No, that's not going to happen. I mean, it might be a finalist, but. Forget I said that. All right. Uh, D.C. Well, yeah. The, sexier know. than Virginia is, is for lovers. What's it for? It's for lobbyists. Hmm? Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah. That could get you on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me in a second. Right? Yeah, right? totally. D.C. Uh, <laughs> what if their motto was just Washington, D.C., D's nuts? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> Am I the only person who still thinks it's really funny when someone says "these nuts"? It's so dumb. Yeah, that's it's still funny. it's still funny, right? It's still funny, right, guys? Yeah, sure, right? 
Yeah, it's funny. God, I wish I had thought about this longer. I wish I had. Uh... How about Washington? D- uh, how about Washington D.C. is um. <laughs> why do, why are you pausing like I'm that? thinking. I'm thinking. Okay. How about this? Washington uh, DC. Where where you're where oh, that's not gonna work. No, there's nothing. You can't come up with anything. It's got no skyline. It's got no soul. I hate to say it. Washington DC is not sexy. It's just not no, sexy. It, no, it's not. It has a lot of cool stuff and it's very underrated. It's got a few I think it's underrated. Yeah, it's got some cool yeah, stuff here and there, but I mean How about Washington DC? It's not be it's not being sexy that counts, but doing a good job. That's a good motto. Yeah. That's kind of sticking it to Virginia. Right. Because it's implying like, oh, Virginia, you're always talking about how you're for lovers and you're so sexy. Why don't you just do a good job instead? That's a good zing, actually. So that's our submission to the Washington, D.C. state motto. Washington, D.C. Wait, what was the suggestion? It's not important to be sexy. It's important it's to important do a good, to jo- do a good yeah, job. Yeah, that's a good. I that's mean, do a, you think of Washington, D.C. when you're thinking about doing a good job? I think some people do a good job in Washington, D.C. Yeah, don't you think? I don't know. I don't know. We got a letter from Mark. Who's Mark? Well, Mark wrote. Oh, he's one of our listeners. Yeah, that's who these people are. I thought there was like a. (laughs) Who's Mark? You know, Mark, the the guy. Uh, Mark wrote in David back in 2021. Question mark. You answered a robocall for a police fundraiser live on the podcast. You must watch HBO documentary Telemarketers especially episode three, which I'm watching right now. Recorded AI of former staff who had their voice stolen. Calling even after they are dead. Absolutely must watch for you. Uh, Mark, I watched Telemarketers on HBO earlier this year. As did I. You? Oh, you watched it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I had no idea. This could have been part of our Hollywood update. Yeah. I... Was a kind of down on it until, coincidentally, I had dinner with Starly Kine, former co-host of Election Profit Makers, and she really sold me on it and told me why it was a great documentary. And then I, it kind of uh, was like, oh yeah, I guess I appreciate it a little more. But anyway, Mark, yes, we've all seen the documentary Telemarketers. And what did Starley say about why it's a good documentary? Well, without giving too much away, the documentary centers on a former telemarketer who decides to expose the industry, and he's not a polished journalist. And at times, I felt like the documentary was kind of like making fun of him a little or something because of his awkwardness and his just vibes. Right. But Starley convinced me, like, no, the strength of the documentary is showing, like, anybody, however flawed, can do this type of work. Like, he really did a lot of good stuff. I don't think it was, I don't think they were making fun of him, you know? I don't know. You ever seen the documentary American Movie? It's a great documentary. Yes. You know where they're making the horror movie, those two guys in Wisconsin? Yes. Yeah. Yep. And I, Same type of deal. A little bit, right? Like, a guy who is not typically the type of person that you see on your screen, right? But is very much their own personality. You kind of have to make fun. You have to, you know, you've got to acknowledge the elephant in the room. Right. Yeah, that's true. And it doesn't mean you're dismissing them entirely if you just have footage of them acting like a maniac. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I thought it was good. Telemarketers or American movie? 
or both? Both. Yeah, American movies, true classic. Yep. Well, John, I hate to um, break us off kind of early, but I have to go do my holiday shopping. I haven't even started. Um, so why don't really? we end this episode of our podcast? Okay. Heading to Amazon.com? Uh, no, I'll be heading to local mom and pop locally owned retail stores. Aww. Thank you very much. To buy artisanal gifts that are handcrafted by people who actually care about their products. I'll be sending those gifts in sustainably harvested packaging materials. I ship everything in broken eggshells. Mm. And then I'll be sending out holiday cards on recycled paper. What do you think about that? I'm impressed. You are a better man. Than then I'll be flying on a jet airplane all around the country, burning 50,000 tons of fossil fuels to yep. even everything out. See, that's where I have you. That's where I have you. You have me on so much. And then me flying back and forth plane. to North Carolina. It's like I'm fucking burning up so much, so much coal on these fucking endless plane flights back and forth. Election profit makers. It's an independent production. We welcome your support on Patreon.com. At uh, no, we welcome your support on Patreon. It's at patreon.com slash election profit makers. And if you sign up for Patreon, you'll receive some wonderful EPM stickers in the mail. And you'll also get an invite code to our private Discord where you can see all the magic that's occurring behind the scenes. Send your election prediction questions, skyline requests, bird recordings, inside information on various GOP debates that are occurring to contact at electionprofitmakers.com. And if you want to advertise with us, email contact at electionprofitmakers.com. Goodbye. Goodbye. And thank you, as always, for your support. Yeah. Thank you, as always, for your support. Yes. <laughs>